1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just three dollars at Harrys. dot slash Blue Wire. That's Harrys. dot slash Blue Wire for a three dollar trial set. Experience.
2: Your experience? Your experience. experience.
1: experience. Experience.
2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 13 rankings by position. You want a position? Hit the time codes. Just jump right to wide receivers if that's what you're interested in this week. I recommend watching the entire show, but I know people are on a time crunch here, and I'd prefer you just skip around rather than watching like two times speed, where I probably sound like I'm on a lot of amphetamines. I would guess I speak pretty quickly anyway. At two times speed, Jake, uh, it could be a real problem. <laughs>
3: That was actually going to be my suggestion. I think 90% of the videos I watch on YouTube are at uh, one and a half, not two times speed, but one and a half speed.
2: I can't do it. It must, like if you had ever met people in real life that you listen to, like on a podcast or YouTube or whatever, and you're used to listening to them at 1.25, 1.5, two times speed, then you hear them in real life, they must sound like they're drunk the entire time.
3: <laughs> yeah it's really funny you say that because i watched this thing called death battle on youtube where they take like superheroes and cartoon kit like all this type of stuff but they battle them together and like who would win if batman fought like you know whatever like uh daredevil or something like that and i've always watched it on one and a half speed and then one time i let it go on regular speed and that's exactly what it, like oh my god they sound drunk and stone and like get through the words and move on so yeah you're, you're actually right
2: yeah, so I, I prefer, listen, I produce it for 1X, so I listen to it in 1X. I, I... I'm not listening to podcasts for like super high-end information here. Just background noise for me. (laughs) I just want to kill some time during the day as I'm doing stuff. I think that's what people of the Pat Mayo Experience variety enjoy to do. Although this show, they're here for rankings so we should get to those, but I should remind you smash a like, sub to the channel, of course. Leave a rating and review on the audio podcast while you subscribe and download that as well. And the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League is now open for week 13. The link is down in the description. No rake, three max entry, best tournament on DraftKings, $15 to play. you're yourself five grand easy as that jake
3: <laughs> it is easy as that. I thought you were gonna say check the link. I thought you were gonna steal my little catchphrase there. Now
2: you can check the link down in the description though, because I have like the the newsletter that's free to join. I'll have like updated injury reports, all new information, some breakdowns throughout the course of the week. The listeners' league is down there. All the links to the actual rankings lists are down there as well. Uh, and I think we're gonna have to mix some of these up because I know the boards are gonna be. One board is going to be incorrect because it has Najee Harris in it. Didn't have time to update it before we got to everything. So I want to start with running backs, and I want to start about complaining a little little bit Jake about my fantasy team which was on a roll well I in my like longtime keeper league I think we're in like year 16 tanked last year to have a lot of first round picks this year and I was I think seven and one something like that then Cooper Cup goes down then McCaffrey gets traded then he gets hurt Kyle Pitts just sucks uh which was a terrible pick to begin <laughs> with but like Kelsey and Andrews were both kept and I was like wow you know, Kyle Pitts early second round. Here we go. There's like 40 guys off the table anyway. Uh, and then last week my three starting running backs, my two, my two in the flex were ETN, Michael Carter, and Christian McCaffrey. I, I'm done. I think.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, not even in the flex and the flex leagues. I mean, I'm there with you Add Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. So, uh, it's just, it's been some rough times for some of the top end running backs. I, I have no problem with you complaining because it's frustrating as hell. Hell, let alone if you were thinking you were good in 4 p.m. games and then you face Josh Jacobs and you're like, all right, I still might pull this one out. And then overtime happened and you're like, well, that was fun. There goes week 13 or 12. Say, I'm already getting mixed. like I got Thanksgiving. I'm supposed to be on my second wind and I'm already getting the weeks mixed up. You're already getting mixed up. It sounds like you got a bit of the sniffles. I have a bit of the sniffles as well. Are you feeling Okay. Oh yeah, it's it's been, it's in my yeah it's in my throat. I know I, you can hear it. It's it's a little gravelier than normal. Is that what you're getting at?
2: No, that, that's what I'm getting at. You sound like you really became a man. Did you have your bar mitzvah?
3: <laughs> no, but only only one dropped. The other one not yet.
2: Okay, so when you know ten years time, we're going to get to that, and you're going to be talking like this. I'm Jake Seeley. Anyway, <laughs> running back rankings for week thirteen. We got Austin Eckler at number one, followed by Derek Henry. Uh, to really promote the World Cup here. Jacobs Chubb, Ken Walker, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Ramondre Stevenson with no Damian Harris. He ain't playing on Thursday night. And then Saquon Barkley at number 10. Let's talk about Mixon very briefly. Do you think he's going to return this week?
3: sounds like it sounds more likely to return and actually play this week than, uh, as you just mentioned, with the injury to Najee Harris. And all of a sudden, Josh Jacobs, we wake up, he's injured. But, you know, Josh Jacobs dealt with this last week. And then, you know, I, the frustrating thing was I feel bad for everybody that played the safe route. Like, like there was a lot of people who were like, hey, do I just play Antonio Gibson because I have no backup left on my team for 4 p.m.? And I said, like, in that case – you have to. You have to. You can't risk the zero. And then Jacobs wasn't limited. Like What limited practice all week? What injury? But now they're going down this road again already as of Tuesday as we're doing this show. So I would say just play Jacobs if he's out there at this point. And, but, again, it's now a 4 p.m. game. But, yeah, I, I think that everything Mixon should be back. Stevenson is great with no Damian Harris. Uh The one I was looking at that I don't love, and you know I don't love him, so I was just going to double-check to see, like – uh, all right, well, let me ask a question first. Do you think Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald is playing? No. Okay, then I don't have a problem with Kenneth Walker. I, okay. wouldn't still, I still wouldn't have him number five, but I don't have a problem with no Aaron Donald. That's that's tanking without tanking right now for the Rams. Oh, all these people are starting to be really hurt. Aaron Donald probably needs a game off.
2: Yeah, he probably needs the rest of the season off, uh, from my vantage point, I think.
3: Uh, I think that's what I'm going. Yeah, I think the entire Rams team <laughs> needs the rest of the season off.
2: Yeah, uh, so let's say Mixon. So Mixon is back. Do we expect? I mean, I, with my ranking of number seven, I expect him to have the full workload over P Ryan. Probably not as pronounced as like the ninety to ten split that we saw earlier in the year. But even if it's seventy thirty against the Chiefs, I think that's still going to be pretty good. Or do you think that P Ryan really eats into this now?
3: I think he could eat in a little bit more than what we've seen, especially because where he eats in when Mixon's out there is in the passing game, which we've known throughout the years, Mixon gets some use in the passing game. I don't think it's enough to knock Joe Mixon from the RB1 territory, but even as bad as the things have been going for the Giants against Washington run defense, I still have him in the same conversation as Saquon Barkley. I don't know how low you could potentially put Mixon. You have Barkley with that situation. You have Montgomery with the Bears situation, potentially no Justin Fields still. Then you're in split backfields. Damian Pierce is way too high. Uh, That's just like, it's a mess. It's a mess down there. Although, I, I, the first, you know, the first name I look for in your running backs, right? Jamal Williams. Yeah, Jamal Williams. <laughs> okay.
2: So now 11 to 20, uh, it starts off with David Montgomery. It had previously been Najee Harris before he got injured on Monday Night Football. We just don't know the extent of his injury at the moment. So that's where I would have him if he was playing, but we don't know. We don't know if Jalen Warren is going to be back. Uh, I have them both out of the rankings on the website right now, but obviously there he is at the top. We even got his pitcher on there too. Very fancy. Nice matchup against the Falcons. Montgomery, Pollard, Pierce, ETN, who apparently could have come back into the game last week so I'm guessing he's playing Uh, Aaron Jones Jamal Williams Elvin Kamara Rashad White with Fournette back as a as these rankings go and then Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, did I rank Mostert or not I don't believe that I did rank Colonel Mostert this week but that's a very tough matchup against San Francisco even though it is a revenge situation um, (laughs) you think that Pierce is way too revenge for everybody you think Pierce (laughs) is way too high I can see that this is a glorious matchup for him however
3: it is. So what I will say is that I, he's too high in the fact that, you know, if Jeff Wilson's healthy, even coming off that getting banged up, I'm playing Jeff Wilson. I'm playing Devin Singletary. But now he's, he's basically in the upper 20s for me. Like this is the one last gasp. The last two weeks have been ab- abysmal. And for people that are like the touches for college, I tweeted that out yesterday that like I didn't really put a lot of context into it, but just pointing it out was that he hit his career season high in college for touches back in week seven. And then he had good games after that. So it wasn't like people are like, oh, he hit the rookie wall. I was like, well, why is it all of a sudden coming five weeks and, you know, 80 touches later? So I get it. And maybe that is part of it. The rookie wall is kind of a thing when you get that kind of wear and tear on your body. You've never even come close before. Antonio Gibson could have been in that conversation, but Antonio Gibson was fine. So I don't think it's every single rookie who has never had this many touches is going to hit a rookie wall. It's enough concern, though, in the past two weeks that I wouldn't have him here. Now, if you were talking about Damian Pierce three weeks ago Mm -hmm. facing one of the top three matchups, I think we would be talking about Damian Pierce inside the top ten. So I think now, um, actually, even Kamara with his struggles. I think Kamara, Rashad White, Jeff Wilson is better for the conversation. There's a couple names I would definitively play, including Jamal Williams. Yeah, I was just poking fun at you for having Jamal Williams down there.
2: Yeah, Jamal Williams is really, I know he continues to do it, but he's sort of inside the Aaron Jones territory for me where wherever you rank him, it's just going to be wrong because it's going to be 4 or 37. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> oh, I know. I, I was, I was going to say, I'm going to get you to finally rank him near RB1 and that's going to be the week that he bombs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he won't score two touchdowns all of a sudden, although it was a very nice matchup against Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't like the matchup for Kamara all that much. That kind of proved itself out last week against the 49ers. Jeff Wilson gets the 49ers, we, and he was banged up last week. So I don't love that so much, and it might be a catch-up situation. We did see them pass a little bit, and it could have been because of what the score was, because of what the injury was. It seemed like they wanted to throw to Miles Gaskin a little bit, which was really strange. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to keep Damian Pierce where he is, at number 13, the highest end of running back number two. If he can't get it done this week, he's in, like, probably bench territory. But this is the spot where you have oh, to deploy yeah. him if you have him.
3: If he doesn't even finish, forget it, doesn't finish near If he doesn't finish top 20 against the Browns because he does get the majority of the work, the only concern I have is that they continue to use other options in the passing game. And now you got Bur- Eno Benjamin... Potentially, no, because Burkhead's. Burkhead's,
2: Yeah, Burkhead's out, and they. Dares ended up scoring the touchdown last week, but he's still getting a little bit of. Listen, it's not like that offense was very fluid whatsoever until the backups came into the game. But this is a much better matchup, of
3: course. (laughs) Yeah, and I give it to you, but I was that's what I was going to say. If he doesn't finish top twenty, I don't know how you start him the rest of the year.
2: Uh, I would agree with that uh, if he can't take advantage of this particular matchup and the Deshaun Watson revenge situation against the Houston (laughs) Texans. Uh, Week 13
3: is revenge week.
2: Seriously. Rashad White at 18, I have. And I have Leonard Fournette at number 35. Do you think that's fair for Fournette just coming back?
3: Mm, I think they should be closer. If he's... I go back to something we've talked about multiple times before is when the replacement's performing well and they bring the player back. If it's within the timeline that they expect and they're ready to roll, I think he's going to be used similar to what he was before, because why risk it? Like if Leonard Fournette's even questionably iffy, if he's 90 percent. Like just what we've seen already from Rashad White, the Buccaneers would be like, why risk it? Why risk Fournette unless we know he's 100 percent? And I go back to what you said last week is for that stretch run in the playoffs so that, you know, they watch it all of a sudden be once the NFL playoffs, not fancy playoffs are here. They just lean on him. And all of a sudden it's 18 carries and two rushing touchdowns. So what I go with with this backfield is kind of I would have them more like you have Pollard and Zeke, although you do have a pretty good gap there is that's just how I see the scenario now. I think it's Pollard is Richard White and Zeke is Leonard Fournette. And honestly, at the end of the year, like if we just took from today going throughout the rest of the season, we'd probably see Zeke and Fournette if they continue their touchdown success, although Zeke's had much more than Fournette has. they probably finish higher in fantasy just because of the stupid touchdowns. But for the predictability... We want Pollard and White. So where you have them, I'd probably have the gaps a little bit closer, but I would say that Pollard and White are the better plays. Zeke and Fournette are the touchdown-reliant options.
2: 21 is brian robinson who really had a fantastic game last week much better than antonio gibson caught one caught a touchdown fortunately antonio gibson hit his over of two and a half receptions which is really all i cared about during that game and it happened finally at the very beginning of the third quarter but a lot more work for robinson than for gibson last week for the first time in a bit so he's at 21 sanders pacheco mccaffrey elliott Latavius Murray, tough matchup for Latavius Murray, but he's getting all the work. Antonio Gibson, Bam Knight, Benny Snell, and Kareem Hunt. I had no idea who Zonathan Knight was. I'm not going to lie to you.
3: Zonathan <laughs> Knight at an NC State, uh, good between. It, I compared him for the simplest terms, kind of like Tevin Coleman. somewhat straight line, some wiggles, some space in between the tackles, but finishing, like if somebody wraps him up, he's probably going to go down. Um, but he's good at breaking tackles between the line. And he's got decent hands. I think you've got a fair spot for him. Yeah. I was going to say, one consideration.
2: I I, I have Michael Carter out. He's dealing with a low ankle sprain. So he could play this week, and that would completely blow this up a little bit. James Robinson was a healthy scratch
3: last week. But I
2: assume that he would be active and maybe takes that spot if Carter is out. I'm going to have to wait on reports for it. But as I'm kind of playing it out right now, Knight would be—he actually looked pretty good last week, too. But, I mean, everyone looks good against the Bears defense.
3: <laughs> and it's not terrible against you know minnesota this week the only thing i worry about a little bit is as you said with james robinson uh somebody mentioned to me that there's a clause in the trade that if he gets over 250 yard rushing, and i didn't check this for facts. It was, i only saw it like five minutes before we did the show but they said something like if he gets 250 rushing yards after the trade the trade leaps from a six to a fifth which might be why he had the healthy scratch and if that's true I mean, there's logic behind it, you know, especially if you have these other options. So this is interesting to play out here. I, I have to ask it because, like, I have no problem with him not being inside McCaffrey? the top five or ten. Yeah. yeah. I, I, is it injury? Because
2: uh, yeah, it has to like, be the injury. Like,
3: he's, okay. de- he's dealing
2: with some sort of injury. This is a glorious matchup any other week, even if Elijah Mitchell was still active. But he's out six to eight weeks at this point. So who do you think is going to end up like there's a chance McCaffrey doesn't even play? in this game which sure i find somewhat concerning and that is a later game so that has to be taken into consideration a little bit when you're doing the rankings because you might not have options to fill in for him if he is a late scratch but i think he's gonna play but i don't think he's gonna play like 90 of the snaps he'd be lucky to get like 50 of the snaps even in a good matchup it just really worries me like i just talked to you about my team i'm gonna have to play christian mccaffrey and kind of roll with it because Listen, you can't really, yeah. if he's active and you bench him and he scores 40 points, you're going to feel like the biggest moron in the world. But if you play him and he gets six points, you probably shouldn't be super stunned here.
3: No, but at the same time, I mean, looking in the front of him, I mean, even 80% Christian McCaffrey and playing over Alvin Kamara at this see, point see, against it, Tampa it, Bay. It
2: doesn't seem like he is 80%, man. He could like, there's a reason that he wasn't in on two minute drills and things like that. Imagine having Christian McCaffrey on sure. your team. No, <laughs> Oh my God. Can't even get it out. <laughs> Knowing you're passing and not having him on the field.
3: I I, I get it. I 100. I, what I was bringing up, Alvin Kamara, though, is because it's Monday Night Football, and you can wait for that decision. Not I mean, how many people at this point are wait? But you might have McCaffrey. I mean, I have McCaffrey and Kamara, and then on my bench, uh, I mean, my next best option, unfortunately, is like Jeff Wilson, who's kind of in a fresh. But at least I like I have those options. So what I'm saying is like maybe you have. Ramondre Stevenson, where you can play Stevenson and then bench Kamara or McCaffrey. Like, I was say, like, there might be hell, you could play Isaiah Pacheco and then at the 4 p.m. and have that kind of option. So, I'm saying, is like, there are some scenarios where people might have that option to bench. And if I had to choose between the two, unless James Winston is stepping back at quarterback, Kamara's been trash with Andy Dalton. People are like, oh my God, James Winston is going to ruin Alvin Kamara this year. Look, he threw to him more than Andy Dalton did. Go back to the first game and a half. Go back to Winston before. Winston throws, like, league average to running backs. He's not Drew Brees. Nobody's Drew Brees throwing to running backs outside of maybe Justin Herbert with Alvin Kam- uh, Austin Eckler. But that being said, is with with Andy Dalton, Alvin Kamara's just been destroyed. Like, a- outside of name value, I mean, I'm not starting him over Brian Robinson right now.
2: Yeah, I could see that swinging back the other way with Gibson this week, though. It, it just seems like it's a coin flip every week.
3: Sure, it is, but it's the Giants. You run on the Giants. They the both g- could have good games I guess.
2: I mean, this, this game reeks of a lot of turnovers to me. Like, 13-10. <laughs> like, everyone's just like, what? Well, because this- of
3: Daniel Jones and Tyler Heineke? Yeah, like
2: you look at the game like, these are playoff teams? What is happening here? <laughs> I
3: don't know. Hey, Taylor Taylor's Taylor would have the the Rams in the playoffs. I'm telling you. He sparks everybody.
2: He, he does spark everyone. That is true. Although, I mean a lot of the rams problems this year just happened week 1 when their offensive line just got to, it's the, the same as the it's the same as the bucks problem like the bucks problem this year is their offensive line is terrible
3: it is and yet they're winning the division <laughs> i
2: mean like washington should have lost last week to atlanta like Atlanta had the ball. It got popped up. They generated the turnover. and They took a penalty to end the game because they could have got the ball back again with another chance. If Atlanta wins that game. They're all of a sudden tied for the division. Like that that division is still open. <laughs> like Carolina's now a game and a half back. Uh, the Saints are just terrible. I just. Uh, the I'll Saints ta- are
3: just terrible. I'll,
2: I'll talk about it more on the spread pick show, but I took a whole bunch of the big spreads last week and I felt like they all should have covered, and I don't think any of them covered.
3: <laughs> well, you, you want to go all the way back because we did our show before it. You know what one I was pissed off about? Giants? Thanksgiving. I, yeah, I, g- I, I garbage Giants swep, touchdown.
2: Swept swep Thanksgiving, Jake. That was a great day for me.
3: That was I had the over for the Cowboys and for the spread, and I was sitting there like, ah, I told Pat. And that, that freaking garbage touchdown. Was so not, not only that,
2: that Richie James touchdown. I had Richie James. And like I played one main DraftKings lineup, and I had Richie James as my like flex play into it. Yeah, and it Did you? That catch was worth like 1500 bucks to me, so that was great.
3: Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations to you. Thank you.
2: Richie James Jr. Coming through in the clutch at uh, basically zero pricing. <sighs> Where do I want to go here? Benny you, Snell? No, We'll talk about Snell in a second. Let's let let's continue on the 49ers backfield because this is a great matchup against the Dolphins. So McCaffrey's not 100%. Where do I have Jordan Mason ranked? At 37. Do you think they'll activate Terry Davis Price? Do you think that they will?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, basically every report this year... Uh, from Barrows over the Athletic, he's been saying that they want Tyrion Davis Price because this the injuries to this backfield is because he's built thicker and for this role. And the only reason they continue to roll out Jordan Mason with this with what they've had with Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, and Mason before this other weeks where it was Mason with the other mix that they used to have with Jeff Wilson. All it's been is because Mason can play special teams. Tyrion Davis Price cannot. So. What I think it comes down to is Tyrion Davis Price is going to be activated, and if so, I think he's the backup, and Mason is still the third. I don't, I don't think, similar to like Kenneth Gainwell, if anything happened to Miles Sanders, we see Boston Scott step up, and Kenneth Gainwell just stays being Kenneth Gainwell. I think it's a similar scenario to that because Mason's used on special teams. So I think Davis price would be up next. Although don't leave it out of the realm of possibilities. That's it's freaking Tevin Coleman. I will say that.
2: Oh yeah. I forgot about Tevin Coleman. So I guess we're going to have to wait for the activation there. I mean, it could, it could just end up being Jordan Mason at the same time as well. And they continue to roll him out because he's that make it yeah. easiest. It would make it easiest at this point. But yeah, I'm at 37th ahead of like James Robinson, who we don't know if he's going to play or if he's not going to play or how much he's going to play stock, Benny Snell, <laughs> (laughs) Um, chances you think that Najee Harris plays with this ab injury. I think that they're low, but you know, I'm wrong all the time.
3: I I think they're low too, especially because why short week? I mean, it it was, yeah, short week. The Steelers, look, you're not playing for anything. You shouldn't have won that game. Or, like, you should have at least been looking at potentially overtime. But there's another one, Jeff Saturday. That's how you tank without tanking. Not calling timeouts. I don't know what I was doing. Oh, no, you were tanking. Very good job, by They're, the way. Very, uh, good,
2: very good move by him, too, to win the first game, to buy him some, like, not tanking cred. Very savvy by right. Jeff Saturday.
3: See? see, I told you, Earth Day and Saturday are smarter than the people want to give him credit for. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Benny Snell. And, you know, looking at that situation, he would be the lead. Uh, you see he loses some of the passing down work uh, and where you have him because of this offense and that offensive line. Good I good mean, matchup. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'd still like you have. I would still play Zonovan Knight over him. By the way, you, you joked about that. We I, I kind of want Jacobs to like not finish the season. And then for speaking of the Dolphins, I want to get some so we can get Zamir White. Zonovan Knight, and Zaquandre White. We can get all of all these rookies with the Zs. Ah, and we can call them the drill, because they'd be zzzz. (laughs) We'd be good to go. Wow. Okay, yeah.
2: Triple Z. (sighs) Jacksonville? No, if Jalen Warren comes back, where does Jalen Warren rank?
3: Oh, see, that's if Jalen Warren is healthy and able to play, I'd put Jalen Warren up by, like, I was, uh, yeah, I was going to say Rashad White. Oh, Ryan, and RB2. Like, like that that yeah.
2: territory, like number 20-ish. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville. Uh, I think that ETN's going to play. It sounded like, by all reports, the foot that he injured was not the foot that he had the Liz Frank on. Could have came back in, but they were rolling with Jamichael Hasty, so might as well let it roll. Uh, and they really worked in some Spiro Agnew into that mix as well, just running reverses all over the place. Guy's super fast. 39, too. Very easy, yes. distinguishable number to tell who's who on Jacksonville outside of everyone else there because I, I just get so confused about Evan Ingram him every single time when he catches the ball. I was like, is that Zay Jones <laughs> or Evan Ingram? It's like, ah, can I see the one? Is there a one there? And it just turned out it was Zay Jones every single time last week. But if ETN, like, are you good with where ETN is if he plays? Like 14, yes. 13? Okay, so let's say yeah. he doesn't yeah. play. You have Daryl Henderson, who wasn't activated last week, but is now on this yes. team. And you have Jamichael Hasty. I think that they will roll with Hasty if that's the case, but I think it might be a bit more of a split.
3: So... Interesting enough in waivers this week, I have two flow charts, and what it's the Jets and the Jaguars because of this. It's like if ETN's active and then not active, and then Daryl Henderson's active and not active, and it's just because it's there's so many ifs, buts, and everything with that. So yeah, if ETN isn't active and they do activate Daryl Henderson, I think Henderson is the lead, and he'd be the only one I really want to trust. Now if ETN and Henderson are both out. I don't really trust Hasty. Still, is more than an RB two or three, more upside because of the passing game. But as we've seen before from Hasty in the past, with the 49ers, seeing Hasty this last game, yeah, he can do some things. But he looks gross sometimes carrying the ball as a power runner because he's not. That's where Snoop Connor steps in because Snoop Connor is kind of like James Robinson, who was with this team before. So I'm not saying go crazy for Snoop Connor. I'm just saying I don't. I think even if both those were out, I think Hasty's still capped at like. Probably Antonio Gibson, Zonovan Knight range.
2: So you would pl- probably play them like, would you play? So you play Latavius Murray over both of them, just knowing he's going to get at least 10 touches.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: That offense is sad, man. It's real sad.
3: Murray's or? Denver's. The Broncos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I don't a, a that, hack
2: it survived. that survived. That's another situation where, like, when you're just watching the Carolina game last week, I mean, watching the games previous to it as well, like, Russell Wilson might have 0.7 seconds to throw the ball every single snap. <laughs>
3: I know it's definitely look it's definitely on the offensive line it's definitely on Russell Wilson play himself it's definitely on Nathaniel Hackett like there's a lot of things the wide receivers I mean Sutton's been the healthiest and he's even been banged up at times and no Judy and then Hamler's in and out and then they lost Tim Patrick at the beginning of the season and they're like I'm not saying there's excuses and I'm completely giving Russell Wilson this team a pass but even the running backs as we mentioned I mean they're losing running backs cutting running back like this team is no semblance of anything. That's, that why, that's why I put part of it on Haddock, Hackett. I was actually, I was surprised. I said that. I was surprised Hackett made past it. They lost to the Panthers, and he still survived that, that, that loss. At least McDaniels has got the Raiders playing at the end of the game, pulling out wins at the end in overtime all of a sudden.
2: Well, it's hard to beat Sam Darnold. Everyone knows that.
3: <laughs> Did he didn't attempt 20 passes.
2: <laughs> the good him, news is, like w- watching him play, half the DJ Moore Half half the went out of bounds over people's heads. At least he wasn't thr- Hey, when he was on the Jets, those passes sailed over people's heads in the middle of the field. Now he's sailing them out of bounds. Savvy move by
3: the Darnold. Yeah, smarter there, smart play. There you go. He great. learned.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a great play when he fumbled and then barrel rolled into the end zone for a touchdown. That was fun. Do
0: a barrel roll. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
2: If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, my listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year and you don't want to miss it. Here's why I love it, because I can just check in on what's going on in my house at all times. And it gives me that extra feeling that when I'm out, that if I do need to check in, or even if I don't check in, that someone will be monitoring my home and that just makes me feel a whole lot better. Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row. And in case of emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Safe, to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash mayo today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com/slash mayo. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Uh, let's go to wide receivers: Diggs, Adams, Hill, Jefferson, St. Brown. CD, Jamar Chase at number seven coming back. You could rank T. Higgins there if you wanted to. I'm going to rank Chase there. Waddle, A.J. Brown, Christian Kirk in a really nice matchup for Christian Kirk, by the way, uh, especially coming off a of down week. That'll be like DraftKings play of the week. Olave, Cooper back with Watson, D.K., Higgins, Godwin, Keenan Allen, Garrett Wilson, Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans. Are you worried about Mike Evans?
3: No. this is We've done this before. I don't know why everybody's surprised by it. You know, Mike Evans will come around and catch 100 in a touchdown or even two and then Godwin will have a down game I mean we played this game before before you know Brady and the, even before Brady was there we've done this before we did this with Jameis like it's you know they're not gonna both have great weeks every single week some weeks they will and some weeks they'll alternate I know it's been a little bit of a stretch here for Mike Evans but if hell Cortland Sutton we we're just talking about a worse offense in a struggling offense Cortland Sutton had down weeks early this year and everybody was panicking about never using Cortland Sutton again so this is wide receivers. Unless you're Justin Jefferson, even had a bad game a few weeks ago, and it's not as many as Mike Evans, but it's wide receiver. They're not going to be perfect for all 17 games, and the ones that are are that's why you know we'll say perfect as in you score at least 10 points every single week. I mean that's why they're the Digs and Devontae Adams and the you know Jeffersons and Chases of the world, and even Chase had a few off games, but I'm not that worried. To you, worried say all that.
2: you worried about uh, Sauce covering Jefferson?
3: Mm. Not so much because again we've seen this before. It puts Jefferson where you have him out of the number one conversation. Yes, that, that's but why he's not. Team, if
2: people wonder why he's not inside the top three, it's and at number four, it's because of Sauce Gardner, the potential of, it, and that's he's really that's good. the impact. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's the impact right there. And because yeah, they can chase Jefferson around all day long with Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner, but the Vikings can be smart enough to get Jefferson free of him at times, design plays, get away from him, and it's not a hundred percent. You know, like even. Even if Gardner was attached to his hip the entire game, Justin Jefferson could even come down still with one catch. He's not going to lose every single battle to Sauce Gardner.
2: 21 through 40 in the rankings. I have Debo at 21, but he's now dealing with a hamstring injury. Again, He did remain in the game a lot like Christian McCaffrey, but keep an eye on him of uh, whether or not he plays Juju, Ayuk. Ayuk would obviously get a bump up if there was no Samuel, but they're just very close at this point. McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Josh Palmer, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Gabriel Davis, Darius Slayton, and Christian Watson. Number 31 is George Pickens, then Zay Jones, Cortland Sutton, Jacoby Myers, your guy, Traylon Burks, Sky Moore, Mac Hollins, Devonta Smith, Pally, Campbell, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, it really th- i I like christian watson i like darius slayton i like pickens i like zay jones but when these guys Mm -hmm. lay three points in your lineup you're gonna be like oh yeah that's why they're these
3: guys (laughs) that's why they are who they are yeah they are who they thought thought they were
2: there is a chance listen he could end up being a very quality wide receiver one i understand it's his rookie year but george pickens has massive brandon lloyd vibes (laughs)
3: <laughs> wow you're to put that on him
2: I, I'm just saying like no
3: one made. well can I get the one Brendan Lloyd season at least yeah you can have that can one at least get... you can have the one Brendan Lloyd season
2: but like if it's the more the higher degree of difficulty of a catch the more likely he seems to be to make it then you're throwing these easy ones it's like Ugh, he doesn't know what to do <laughs>
3: I mean, I love George Pickens, but like, it's funny. I've seen some of this, but I'm not that concerned overall career drops wise. I want to go back up though, real quick though, because Terry McLaurin needs to be higher. Uh, it was it, one down week.
2: Yeah, well, his target share has been down since Dotson came back. It's not significant, it but it's from been, like it's from like thirty five yes. to twenty five percent, which is a huge hit.
3: Uh, But it's also still a huge number, and it's going against the Giants who have no secondary left. And like you just saw, CeeDee Lamb tore them to shreds. Michael Gallup had over 60 yards because that was Michael Gallup's best game in a while because the Giants have nobody left. I I mentioned this to you last week and why I was on Dak and CeeDee Lamb. For, like, the Thanksgiving slate, is their secondary just has nothing left. They're running out fourth, fifth round rookies, ones that, that just made his debut last week. I, I still can't, I still keep spacing on his name every single time. I have it until I want to talk about him. Anyway, that being said, I'm not trying to move him up a ton. Where would you, but move I him think to? Terry McLaurin? I'd play him over Gar- Mike Evans.
2: Okay. Would you play him over
3: Tyler Lockett? Mm, ugh, against the Rams, I'd 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 play him over Tyra Lockett, but I think I'd probably stop right there. So you'd play Pittman? No, no, I'd play him over Pittman against Dallas. I'd okay. stop there. I'd still play Garrett Wilson.
2: All right, so you'd move him to number eighteen. All right, I'm gonna I'll move him to number eighteen. T. McSee. scoring McLaurin. I'm not anticipating Mike Williams is coming back. He may never come back. Who knows?
3: I'm uh, Michael Thomas. It <laughs> was a guy's name Mike. Is that the problem? Deontay Johnson's also too high. And I love Deontay he, Johnson. And I, mean, he, I love he this sco- matchup. He,
2: he scores that touchdown on Monday Night Football. Everyone's good with this ranking. Like, I don't want to play the results on that one. He was used a ton. It gets a tough matchup. No, in but it
3: was the first game in a long time where it had been that close to being a great week. I
2: mean, he's playing at he's Atlanta. He's been like. He's playing at Atlanta with potentially backup running backs. And this could be a great week for him.
3: Uh, if there's no Najee Harris, then okay. But if Najee Harris plays, he's basically been Jacoby Myers this year. With, who's that, been good? He's Jacoby Myers. Jacobi Zero Myers. touchdowns. Yeah, well, he's, he's old Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers scored two touchdowns
2: in one game this year. I know, that's what i good good, Old Jacoby. Jacoby uh, was banged up. I, it seems like he like he came back in for the last play of the Thanksgiving game. I assume 10 days later he's going to be fine?
3: It's my guess. Hey, we, we could assume. It was seem that way. Yeah, he, mm, he's trying pre- to look down more of your rankings. Like, Nico, like, it's, it's
2: tough. Like, you get to... Not great players pretty quickly.
3: Who do you have? Uh, We're going to about to talk about quarterbacks. Do you have Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers in? Jordan Love. Hmm. I think in that case, I mean, Watson, they're facing Chicago. I actually think I'd move Alan Lazard up a little bit. Whatever it was, Aaron Rodgers just loves Randall Cobb all of a sudden again. I told Uh, you, by the way.
2: I, I never get no, to say I he, told you. Randall Cobb I, I never was get out to, there at the of to, the year. I never get to say I told you. I'm telling you about Randall Cobb when you were mocking me last week for ranking him.
3: Uh, I, sure. and But like he wasn't using him at the beginning of the year. It's just of late. He's gone back to him. He was his blanket. He was his security blanket, maybe because of the thumb, maybe because of his can't throw and get it to Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard did not have a big game, and he didn't do a ton, but at least when Jordan Love came in, it's like, oh, yeah, Alan Lazard's still on this team. <laughs> so I would still put Alan Lazard kind of, over the mess in Kansas city. I mean, is it going to be MVS? Is it going to be Tony? If he's back, is it going to be sky more potentially finally getting some more run that everybody went gaga for as soon as they drafted him. And then I think he deserves to be in the conversation. He's Alazar's eventually basically Devonta Smith. It was like, you might get twenty and you might get four. And there's been a hell of a lot of fours for Devontae Smith this year. I mean,
2: that's why he's at number thirty-eight right now. He's pretty close to Alan Lazard and Isaiah McKenzie and Nico Collins and those type of guys. No Darnell. Yeah, but money. Isaiah
3: McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie hasn't scored double digits in the beginning of this year. I'm not I'm not all of a sudden fine with Isaiah McKenzie after one game.
2: Yeah, he's there.
3: It have been weeks.
2: Sure, because well, he got he was hurt for a while. They started using Shakir, and then people thought that Nehemiah Hines he was going to be a good job. Now he's back. Now he's good to go. And
3: then Dawson Knox was taking his opportunities. Yeah, I play Alan Lazard gone. over. He
2: gone. The healthier <laughs> Josh Allen gets, the less we're going to see of Dawson Knox.
3: Lazard over Paris Campbell against the Cowboys.
2: Okay, I can see that. I just I have no faith in Liz. I have no faith in any of these guys at the moment. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I, 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 have I Matt I, I sh- Ryan. I should probably uh, rank Deshaun Jackson, shouldn't I? Oh, there he is. He's at 73. He's ahead of 2-2 Atwell. Yeah. Same sort of guy, oh, he's by in, the way.
3: He's in the Hall of Fame.
2: <laughs> what do you do with the Browns, or not the Browns guys, the, uh, the Bears guys? Simeon probably starting, Mooney out for the year. Do you care about any of them? Not worry
3: about it. No.
2: Pringle caught the touchdown. Was
3: it, yeah, Byron Pringle, but he's still like fourth or fifth. And I know that was his second game. It wasn't even his first game back. But he was still fourth or fifth. And I know there's other names that aren't there anymore with no Darnell Mooney and potentially even know what, what Claypool's banged up to, isn't he? He's so, also been
2: no good since he joined the
3: Bears. I know. but And the, the interesting thing was, is the first two or three times out there, he was the third option, and then last week he's finally starting to be used as the second, and then he gets hurt. So anyway, point being, is if it's no Claypool and no Mooney, it's going to be Pringle, Equinemius, St. Brown, and uh, Vilas Jones still isn't active. He's still banged up too, isn't he?
2: Well, he's like 78 years old. Give the man some slack.
3: I know. <laughs> I was sitting here with my buddy this week and going through. He was like asking me about my rookie rankings for wide receivers. He's like, who's this Vellis Jones guy? And I was like a 25-year-old. He said, stop. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Let's talk quarterbacks
2: for the week. Uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Hertz, Allen, Herbert are the top five. Dak, Lamar, Gino, Tua, Deshaun at number 10. I have no mm-hmm. idea where to rank Deshaun Watson. This feels like a very cop-out safe, safe ranking here.
3: I would go one spot lower, and I would play Jimmy Garoppolo against Miami. I, we had this discussion on the ath- Athletic I, podcast. I, I'm yesterday. worried about
2: like you want to talk about the like the Niners could be in serious trouble here because he's he got hurt in that game, by the way, and kept playing.
3: I don't, Well, this is a lot to do with the injury reports, obviously. But assuming Debo's okay, Jimmy's okay, like assuming like, and I'm not even talking about McCaffrey. Assuming like the passing game is okay against Miami, I'm playing Jimmy Garoppolo over Deshaun Watson's first game even against Houston, because that's the thing. It's Houston. They don't need Deshaun Watson to come out firing. He was rusty in this preseason. I'm not putting too much weight into the preseason at all, to be clear. But you don't need Deshaun Watson to come out and throw 35, 40 times against Houston because who do you have? Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson's legs to run it down their damn throat and win this game 30 to nothing just running the ball. So I don't disagree because we had this – I said we had this conversation. We both – Brandon Fonston and I both said Deshaun Watson is going to be a back-end QB1. The only name that you have, we landed at 11. Everybody you have in front of them, we actually said there could be a toss-up between Geno and Watson because of the matchup on the road and how good is Jalen Ramsey going to play and how much does that team care. But we basically got your seven, then Tua, then we had the conversation of Watson versus Jimmy and Geno, and we both agreed on Jimmy.
2: I like the goof better than Garoppolo this week. I like Goff at home against Jacksonville.
3: I, I uh, you can. I do. I tried to play that game. I admittedly tried to play that game earlier this year, and even at home, and even in a good matchup at home, it's still bit. So,
2: I I like him in just against the Jags. The Jags are just begging for people to pass all over them, and like Lamar couldn't do it last <laughs> week. And funny, I, look, like, La- I like like La- you have the
3: savior at fourteen.
2: Yeah, Lamar couldn't have played worse last week and scored like twenty three. Fantasy points. It wasn't all on him. It wasn't. No way. Was and, and, and Andrews drops. A, I understand that. Like uh, DeMarcus Robinson dropped one. Mark Andrews dropped one. But like he also didn't play great. That offense didn't play great. The sure. offenses look crappy. But like even though he didn't play well, he still had a ton of fantasy points.
3: Yeah. And, and that's, why he's, that's why he's great in fantasy for where he is. And seven is a fair spot. So Goff, and... Jimmy,
2: Lawrence, Mike White at number 14. Pickett against Atlanta at 15. <laughs> Brady, Carr. Daniel Jones, Heineke, Marcus Mariota round out the top 20. I like White this week. I like Pickett this week, too.
1: Hmm.
3: I don't ever like Pickett. You know that. I don't even, even guess Atlanta. I'd play Heineke over Pickett.
2: I just, that that just, that just game just reek, like I told you, I think that just reeks of a low-scoring game.
3: Sure. And I don't disagree with you. I just, I'm going to take the chance to, what do I keep telling you about Heineke? Taylor Heineke loves to be aggressive no matter what the scenario, which is is basically lesser version of Jameis Winston from the 30 touchdown season. So uh, I get where you're coming from, but I'm playing him over Pickett. I mean, even in good matchups, you still – Pickett is just – I can't do it with Pickett. Sorry.
2: I, I mean, I don't mind. We'll have pick. that
3: bet this week. Sure. Hi- you know, Heineke versus Pickett this week.
2: Sure. I'll, I'll take Pickett over Heineke this week. I, I am absolutely fine with that. Maybe Pickett can do it all with his legs and pick up his, like, 32 on the ground and get a half, half-touch, actually almost a full touchdown of scoring out of just that running alone. Tight ends. Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Fryermuth, Schultz is the top five. Into Kittle, Moreau, Joku, Evan Ingram, and Dulcic, Gerald Everett. Hayden Hurst, Dawson Knox, Taysom Hill, Hunter Henry, Juwan Johnson. Yeah, we're getting to the dregs right now. I, I just, t- <laughs> tight end is tough at this point. Like, you you got who you got, and I feel like you're just rolling with him. I I would actually, if you don't have a tight end, I know they're on buy, I'd pick up McBride. Like, he dropped every target that came to him, but they were using him a ton.
3: <laughs> they did a lot more than his first game. Uh, yeah, I think that's a decent stash if you're looking for Arizona's If you need, a, if you need a tight schedule. end, like, I doubt he'll ever yeah. be
2: ranked. Top eight at tight end for the week, but it'll be like 12th or 13th or something like that.
3: Hey, Higby gets the Seahawks this week. Higby barely
2: <laughs> ran a route last week.
3: I know. Well, it's because they have nothing left and they need him to run to block it and everything. Uh, Arizona, we don't have that for the matchup. I mean, if I'm going to be nitpicky, I'd say I'd play Everett over Ingram and Dulcich, but that's it. Okay, I can get behind that. That's fine with me. Defense. Yeah, who cares about yeah. the rest? Are you buying Jelani? exactly? I'm you buy, down the are, list and I'm like, man, eh, whatever.
2: Are you buying Jelani Woods' breakout game?
3: No. Somebody asked me that in the waiver, so you said, "Are you just chalking up to a fluke?" I was like, "You mean the last time Jelani Woods did it, and the one time Mo Ali Cox did it, and then one like Kyle, Kyle Granson did it? Like the entire season of Colts tight ends have been a fluke." Defenses. Dallas is number one. Cleveland, number
2: two. Seahawks, Ravens, Commandos, Bills, Giants, 49ers, Buccaneers, Packers. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing, like, listen, there's not one thing I was wrong about this year. There was myriad things I was wrong about this year. But me thinking the Packers' defense was going to be good, big miss by me.
3: (laughs) They were supposed to be. That secondary is supposed to be worrisome, and the running game was supposed to be, yeah, they could survive. But... Yeah, it definitely wasn't. I, and for that reason, I know it's Trevor Simeon, which by the way, what the hell is up with that? With like, oh, he pulled his oblique. He's not going to play. Nathan Peterman's starting. Oh, look, Trevor Simeon's throwing footballs. Thanks, reporters. But I'd still play. Somebody asked me, why do you have Minnesota's winning your top streamers? Because... Go back to last year. I guess it's one week of greatness from Mike White, but look at last year. Look at the touchdown to interception ratio. Look at what Mike White does. I'm not gonna one game believe that Mike White is going to never throw in a turnover or never, you know, he's gonna be throwing three, four touchdowns every single week. I'd still play Minnesota as a decent streamer because it's a tough de- these next two weeks. Did you look at next week too, Pat, especially with the six buys? The the defensive streaming options are pretty tough the next two weeks.
2: Hmm. Who do the Browns play next week?
3: Mm, the Browns are, I could tell you one second, because I do have the schedule up. Because I, 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 I,
2: I picked up the Browns last at week. At Cincinnati?
3: You're not playing yeah, them.
2: Yeah, don't like that. Although they crushed them last time, the Browns defense played great in that game. I have Minnesota at 12, if people want to know. I have Philly, Minnesota, the Jets, New Orleans, Atlanta, Denver, Tennessee, Pittsburgh as the back end of my defense yeah. rankings. But yeah, I think the top I mean, stream I, I think that Cleveland and Seattle are very clearly the two top streamers here.
3: Well, and that's why I was bringing up Minnesota. Granted, it's your boy at home. But Minnesota this week and then at Detroit, oh. even at home. Yeah, it wasn't. It's fine. I'm not too concerned yeah, about that's...
2: like, like, golf, like, oh, four touchdowns, 400 yards, no picks. I'm not expecting right. that game from golf.
3: <laughs> right. But uh, I mean, looking at next week, I mean, the, the defenses that aren't rostered in most leagues. Or just, they're tough. Like, Carolina plays Seattle. I'm like, eh, whatever. If you want be to play Se- Seattle. I mean, you can, pick, can-, up,
2: you can a, pick up Seattle this week and next week. Like, that's a, that'll be like a mid-tier defense next week. It's a really yeah. good defense this week. So that one works for me.
3: Denver's got Kansas City. Ugh. Chargers and Miami face each other. Ugh. Baltimore Pittsburgh. Philly yeah. the well, Giants. It, it well, some, well, a lot of people drop Philly if you want to go for them.
2: Okay. I can see that. All right. They'll do it. Pat Mayo experience. Rankings. Week 13. Get your throat better. and waivers for defenses and waivers for defenses have some tea have some tea yeah have some tea don't drink milk that'll help your throat
3: oh thank you for my gravel yes doesn't make my voice sexier no <laughs> thanks no problem
2: at all in kid on twitter jake Sealy. he'll be back next tuesday to break down the last week before the playoffs and then we're going to really steam through here in the rankings debate. But you can find all of the rankings in the description. The updated injury report will be down there as well inside the Mayo Media newsletter. Smash the like, sub to the channel, and please play in the DraftKings Listeners League. $15 to play, three max entry, no rake. Thus, making it the best tournament on DraftKings. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time.
1: Experience! Experience.